Hey everyone, welcome to the Peter Atia Drive. I'm your host, Peter Atia. The drive is a result of my hunger for optimizing performance, health, longevity, critical thinking, along with a few other obsessions along the way. I've spent the last several years working with some of the most successful top performing individuals in the world. And this podcast is my attempt to synthesize what I've learned along the way to help you live a higher quality, more fulfilling life. If you enjoy this podcast, you can find more information on today's episode and other topics at peteratiamd.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Drive. I'd like to take a couple of minutes to talk about why we don't run ads on this podcast and why instead we've chosen to rely entirely on listener support. If you're listening to this, you probably already know, but the two things I care most about professionally are how to live longer and how to live better. I have a complete fascination and obsession with this topic. I practice it professionally, and I've seen firsthand how access to information is basically all people need to make better decisions and improve the quality of their lives. Curating and sharing this knowledge is not easy, and even before starting the podcast, that became clear to me. The sheer volume of material published in this space is overwhelming. I'm fortunate to have a great team that helps me continue learning and sharing this information with you. To take one example, our show notes are in a league of their own. In fact, we now have a full-time person that is dedicated to producing those, and the feedback has mirrored this. So all of this raises a natural question. How will we continue to fund the work necessary to support this? As you probably know, the tried and true way to do this is to sell ads. But after a lot of contemplation, that model just doesn't feel right to me for a few reasons. Now, the first and most important of these is trust. I'm not sure how you could trust me if I'm telling you about something when you know I'm being paid by the company that makes it to tell you about it. Another reason selling ads doesn't feel right to me is because I I, I just know myself. I have a really hard time advocating for something that I'm not absolutely nuts for. So if I don't feel that way about something, I don't know how I can talk about it enthusiastically. So instead of selling ads, I've chosen to do what a handful of others have proved can work over time and that is to create a subscriber support model for my audience. This keeps my relationship with you both simple and honest. If you value what I'm doing, you can become a member and support us at whatever level works for you. In exchange, you'll get the benefits above and beyond what's available for free. It's that simple. It's my goal to ensure that no matter what level you choose to support us at, you will get back more than you give. So, for example, members will receive full access to the exclusive show notes, including other things that we plan to build upon, such as the downloadable transcripts for each episode. These are useful beyond just the podcast, especially given the technical nature of many of our shows. Members also get exclusive access to listen to and participate in the regular Ask Me Anything episodes. That means asking questions directly into the AMA portal and also getting to hear these podcasts when they come out. Lastly, and this is something I'm really excited about, I want my supporters to get the best deals possible on the products that I love. And as I said, we're not taking ad dollars from anyone, but instead what I'd like to do is work with companies who make the products that I already love and would already talk about for free and have them pass savings on to you. Again, the podcast will remain free to all, but my hope is that many of you will find enough value in one, the podcast itself, and two, the additional content exclusive for members to support us at a level that makes sense for you. I want to thank you for taking a moment to listen to this. 
If you learn from and find value in the content I produce, please consider supporting us directly by signing up for a monthly subscription. Welcome to AMA number five. As always, I'm joined by Bob Kaplan, my head of research. As a reminder, these are for subscribers only, and if you're a subscriber, you can watch or listen to this full episode on our website. If you're listening to this on your podcast player, you'll hear a preview here, and then you'll have to finish listening to it on our website. Please continue to ask questions on our AMA forum as we look forward to continuing to answer them. In this episode, we talk about calcium scores, or CACs. We do kind of a deep dive into exercise, talking about my notion of the centenarian Olympics and how you would exercise at 25 knowing what you know now. Talk about the tenets of exercise, and I go on a little rant about Tabata. I go into glycogen during anaerobic exercise while on keto and some of the things I learned back in my time of nonstop keto. I also finally divulge the Atiyah curry recipe, which I think if I were only allowed to eat one thing for the rest of my life, that's probably what it would be. And finally, on this episode, we reveal the egg boxing belts, how they kind of make a silent appearance, but they're unmistakable. Welcome to another AMA. So let's just dive right in. A lot of questions came in on coronary artery calcium or CAC. And so just this is a general question. What is the deal with CAC? Some people say it's a marker. Other people say something else. So take it away. So a coronary calcium score is a CT scan that's done dry, meaning without any contrast. So you lay on the CT table and it's a very quick scan. And because there's no contrast, anytime you see something that's really, really bright white in there, which is normally what color contrast would be, you know it's calcium. So there's a scoring system where you can actually get some anatomic detail, not to the degree of understanding how much narrowing there is of the arterial lumen, but you can see which arteries, so the left main artery, the circumflex artery, the left anterior descending, the right artery, the posterior descending artery, and the amount of calcification is then scored and ranked against a percentile. So, you know, this is one of those things that is certainly helpful. And, you know, if there's one branch of statistics that medicine sort of innately teaches you, it's, it's Bayes' theorem, where you update your probability based on new information. My problem is not with the calcium score. It's with sort of a school of thought that says, well, a calcium score, if it's zero, means nothing matters. You know, you're sort of scot-free. And that's, you know, unfortunately, that's just categorically untrue. Uh, and the data bear that out. So a negative calcium score, meaning a, a calcium score of zero, absolutely means actuarially at the population level, a lower risk of a coronary event. And when we say coronary event, we're the term MACE is what we use to describe it, a major adverse coronary event or cardiac event, so heart attack, stroke, or cardiac death, but it's not zero. Furthermore, and this is where it gets a little complicated, nearly 50% of fatal MIs occur in non-calcified areas of coronary arteries. Now, those data are also a bit misleading because many of those patients still had calcifications elsewhere. So the way I think of calcification is it tells you how many times you've been broken into and what kind of repair you've done. I mean, that's a gross approximation. So a biomarker tells you how bad a neighborhood you live in. So if you do a blood test on somebody and their you know, LP little a is high or their LDLP is high and they have lots of inflammation and all these other things, that says you live in a bad neighborhood. It's dangerous. There's, there's a chance there's gonna be a break-in. 
When you see a calcium score that's anything other than zero, well, that tells you you've already had an advanced lesion. And that lesion had to be repaired because when you, and I won't go through Starry's seven levels of atherosclerosis because it's really complicated and it's hard to do without pictures. We had a whiteboard last time. We, yeah. just, we needed the whiteboard nice. this time. Okay. We can throw in the show notes. Yeah, that's right. We can put in the show notes, which is the sort of different types of lesions of atherosclerosis. But calcification is an incredibly late stage repair. So when you have calcification in a coronary artery, I mean, you've had real damage and it's been repaired. And that becomes a marker of risk that basically suggests you need to be more aggressive in taking care of this, this case. But when it is zero, it doesn't change the fact that you live in a bad neighborhood, and it doesn't change the fact that you can have lots of arterial damage that just hasn't shown up at the stage of calcification. So you can have plenty of soft plaque that's still there without calcification. That's still an enormous marker of risk. And that doesn't get picked up with CAC, No. So what, you know, what we typically do with patients is, and it depends, every case is different. And so you know, there are some times when I just do a calcium score on a patient, and if it's zero, I don't do anything further. There are other times when even if it is zero, I still reflex into a coronary angiogram, so a CT angiogram, which does pull much more anatomic detail including the presence of soft plaque. But even there, you still can't really see plaque that is vulnerable. But if a patient has a coronary calcium score that is zero and their CT angiogram looks impeccable, that's a much better sign than anything not being in that case. And of course, it begs the question, well, would you still treat a patient in that situation? That's a hard question, but it also depends on your time frame. And so the younger a patient is with that finding, the less confident you are that they are one of the lucky people that seems largely immune from coronary artery disease. Where I find these tests most helpful is actually not in young people, but in older people. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed a sneak peek of this AMA. AMAs, along with extensive show notes and member-only discounts on products that I think are awesome, are available to subscribers only. So if you're interested in hearing the remainder of this AMA or want to access any other benefits that come with being a subscriber, please head over to peteratiamd.com forward slash subscribe to learn more and sign up. If you're already a member, please head over to the show notes page where you'll be able to finish listening via audio or watch the rest of this AMA on video. You can find all of this information and more at peteratiamd.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes, readings, and links related to this episode. You can also find my blog at peteratiamd.com. Maybe the simplest thing to do is to sign up for my subjectively non-lame once-a-week email where I'll update you on what I've been up to, the most interesting papers I've read, and all things related to longevity, science, performance, sleep, etc. On social, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all with the ID PeterAtiaMD. But usually Twitter is the best way to reach me to share your questions and comments. Now for the obligatory disclaimer. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. And note, no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to the podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, I take conflicts of interest very seriously. For all of my disclosures, the companies I invest in and or advise, please visit peteratiamd.com forward slash about. Mm-hmm.